On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Life was a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Final hour, old school. Jay Foreman here. Tom Stevens sitting in for DP today. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, do you think, do you think, here's what I'm thinking. Do you think old school players like Keith Rage can go back and get some uh, money from like old school NIL money from like yeah. uh, all the all the videos? Ah, man. That, that run against Tommy in, in Florida? Who would, Tommy would have been probably number one, right? Oh, on, for sure. Um, he already had the. Anytime you have a like singular name, right? Tommy. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like Jordan, Tommy. Right. Yeah, for sure. He's and he was the quarterback. And he was a winner. Yeah. Um. And then who? Who? When who, I was there, who would have made the most uh, in your era for like from '93 on? Uh. Well, Tommy, the Peter brothers. Yeah. Uh, individually or collectively, then the D line. And then the running back, and then the offensive line. Amon would have made Amon some money with the pipeline. Yeah. Anybody that was from like the Omaha or kind of like local areas, they would have probably yeah. cleaned up. I mean, you, you could have gone just downtown and done a video or something, or tweeted about it if you yeah. had social media. And those bars, I mean, they probably let a few guys get a, a drink or two free anyway. I don't remember anything like that, but I would have, <laughs> I would have, I would have surely done done one like for iguanas or brothers or whatever right. it was. What was yeah. the Main Street Cafe? Hey, you would have done it for a burger probably back in college, right? B- burgers, burgers, a, yeah, uh, burger a day or a night or yeah. something like that. The biggest would have been like uh, car dealerships and you everybody know. drives it. Well, there's a lot of guys that drive in cars now. Yeah, yeah, I uh, know expensive ones too. Uh, I remember Doug DeBose. That was a big scandal. He, he got a car from. Well, a they said that they said that's what messed up the whole deal. So when I got here, they they said that's the reason why nobody Doug got no, nobody got any envelopes, man. <laughs> Nebraska you know got that What's was up with that. I mean, they never gotten much trouble uh, during the whole Osborne era. No, uh, there was that book deal thing. Uh, there was the Doug DeBose thing. There was the Eric Crouch ham sandwich. Uh, thing that he ate a ham sandwich on a plane or something given by a booster and he got in trouble for that are you serious yeah that's a that's a real deal really they was given a ride uh by a booster i think the plane ride was legal but the ham sandwich was not i couldn't figure out why yeah. i mean but it's, that was that was back when the ncaa was doing way too much now they're not uh, doing enough well I mean, adrian fiala told me that he got several hundred dollar handshakes back in the day i didn't get any that's He's, honestly got truth i didn't get any you got that's ripped it. off. Yeah, I know. Uh, so that's why I say these, these 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 young dudes need to get all they can. This is that's terrible. That's terrible. Like so, Barkley said. So you don't buy any of that. Hey, they're getting a free education. They're getting a stipend. All those things. That's not. They're going to get this new one hundred and fifty million dollar now one hundred and sixty million dollar because it's been reappraised uh, facility facility that they get to hang out in. Is that important to athletes anymore? It, I'm sure it is. 
I mean, I think Clemson really jumped out there when they had the barbershop and they had yeah. the golf simulator. You know, when after they they were. I, they I imagine got, this thing will have a lot of that yeah, stuff in it. in it. Yeah, it's important. Um, you know, it's good for for that because you can keep guys happy in cl- in close proximity. Um, you know, keep them safe. Obviously, with the times of obviously, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's COVID or West Nile or whatever yeah. they got going on. But yeah, it's important. But I think that they, like I said, you earn your scholarship from high school. You continue to earn it, which you do mm-hmm. in the classroom, outside of the football field, as you're in public, mm-hmm. and then obviously on the field. NIL is totally different. People try to mix it in together. Yeah. NIL has nothing to do with your scholarship. No, it has so nothing. It's, it's Nor about, should it. it. It shouldn't. It, it, so it's, it's, it's the ability for these student athletes to be fully a student. Because if you're in the business school – and yeah. say you got somehow an academic scholarship, you can still still go get a job, right? Mm-hmm. You can still if you're if you're really really in the forefront of some sort of like business app, you mm-hmm. can be you can make money that way. So it's the same thing with athletes. Yeah. So you know, look, it's all great that you know people say that oh well you get a bunch of sweatsuits and all that. I mean that's that's you know, I'm not trying to hear that. I- it, it, and, and as long as it's done the right way. And protecting the players and ideally like to educate them is great. You know, I think the one of the things that you'd like to see is a little bit of adjustment Um, from the education standpoint mm -hmm. and a little bit of more clarity how it all works. Because nobody really knows. We could have 10 guys on here Um, for 10 straight days and everybody would have just a little bit different idea how it really works. Nobody knows. How how does Nebraska get back to you, you? You pointed out Ohio State. You have no problem that Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave are leaving the school. They're first round draft picks. Nebraska used to have a ton of first round draft picks. You wouldn't have had a big problem probably if, if Wistrom or Peter or somebody else, Amon Green, goes you know and doesn't play in a meaningless bowl game. But first of all, you got to have first round draft picks for that to happen. Sure. I mean, um, so that means I, how how did Nebraska sell you? Who was your lead recruiter? What 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 did they say to you and your parents that got you to Nebraska? I mean, because um, Nebraska needs I mean, to obviously it, get back to that. Know, you know, really on the front end of your statement, these guys, the NFL money now, even like if you're picked high in the third round, I think you're getting a, a big signing bonus. Right. So that's a life-changing opportunity. So you got to respect that. So yeah. say, say let's go from round one to middle of the top mm-hmm. three or even okay. third round. I mean, that's a big decision. My lead recruiter was Dan Young, rest in peace, and Ron yeah. Brown, and then Coach Osborne was the closer. And you know the story goes that they were up there recruiting Dave Watson, who was a tight end at Bloomington Jefferson, and Lane Kiffin, and we were playing them in like a big homecoming cross town mm-hmm. rivalry game. I mean, they went to Bloomington Jefferson, and I was at Eden Prairie, and you know we both were battling for the you know at this late conference title. Yeah. We both were tied, winner take all, pretty yeah. much. And Nick Saban was there watching them, you know, watching those dudes, and they had all the hype coming in. And he was at Michigan State at yeah, that time. He was at Michigan State, and rest is history. You yeah. know, I did my thing, and then you know, both schools start recruiting me after that. But my biggest deal, or my thought process, was never to come here. It was never NFL. Never crossed my mind, not even once. Now, granted, if you ask me what I like to play in the NFL, heck yes, I love football. None. Did wonder, any schools sell the NFL to you? No. Uh, none that I considered. Yeah. I mean, sure, yeah. when when they give you the pamphlet of all, like their whole yeah. media guide, right. they had I mean, Nebraska. All the guys that went to the league. Sure. I yeah. mean, so, but it wasn't a selling point. Um, I wanted to come here, get a good education, keep my nose clean, and start possibly by my senior year. I knew I had a lot of work to do, and I knew Nebraska was a good enough team 
I didn't come in here with a big head and thinking I was going to start or yeah. have a chance to start as a freshman. And number one, Nebraska wasn't recruiting me since my sophomore year in high school. They were recruiting me through like the middle of my senior year. Or they, they got quarter. in late. What? Yeah, they were there looking at two other guys oh, or three. That happens a lot in recruiting, right? Sure. You're looking at another dude and you see who's this guy. Yeah, and I'm sure. I'm sure when they showed up to the game, they knew who I was. Huh. But the letters and the phone calls weren't rolling in until you know I knocked a couple guys yeah. out and had a couple touchdowns. You know, so I mean, for now to sell Nebraska now, if I was the same kid coming out and say they were say Nebraska was, was recruiting me from my junior year, I assume mm. that's assume where where they really want mm-hmm. you. It's, the sell is easy. You got to. You got to. You're the only show in town. You're going to get a tremendous opportunity to make a name for yourself on and off the field. Yeah. Okay, if you could talk on the field, say you, I'm a linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. So, say you know, there's a plenty of opportunity to yeah. play. Say I'm a safety because that's what I kind of played a yeah. couple games. And tremendous opportunity, not only to play, start, but make a legacy yeah. for yourself off the field. Since you were the only show in town with NIL, we got this six million dollar fund. That's probably. Well, in the tops in the Big Ten, and Man. who knows, top twenty-five Man. in the in the yep. you know NCAA. So you have a tremendous opportunity to make money outside of football, and you get a great education, which Nebraska is second to none. And it's like, do you want to be a? Do you really? Do you want to be, you know, part of the solution to get Nebraska back to where it wants to be? It's a. It's a, it's a, it takes a. It takes a. Uh, a kid. Uh, structure or advisory people that are advising them to get them to see past what happened last year or the years prior and what you could be you know what i'm saying if i'm selling jay foreman back in 1995 uh i'm selling national titles that's you're selling but they didn't win we didn't win national titles till i got here well, uh, I, I came here because it was close. But you'd always been close. You know, they they yeah. were always close. Uh, yeah, but I grew up in a Miami household, though. So my whole New Year's was watching Miami beat the brakes off of Nebraska. You so were you were my a whole big fam- My whole family went to Nebraska. My dad and my uncles, and even my play uncles went to Miami. So yeah. it wasn't uh, – yeah, w- w- Nebraska – But they never forced you to go to Miami. They never said you – My dad didn't talk to me for two months. He was mad. He was mad. He, he was okay with it because he had tr- – a ton of respect for coach Osborne uh, and he loved coach Osborne, but he still would have rather me went to Miami, but <laughs> I, it was closer. Uh, it's a five hour drive, right? You know, from it's his Georgia. alma mater, right? It's a uh, five hour drive. Nebraska was winning. They got extremely close. Obviously losing to Florida yeah. state. And, you know, I always felt like I, I never questioned whether I eventually could play at any school. Um, I just felt like me being from Minnesota if if everything was even, that they were going to look and take care of a Miami kid yeah. more than I would get a fair fair chance at Nebraska because it um, you know their their skill positions were from all over the country. How long did it take uh, your dad to become a Nebraska fan after you uh, enrolled? Uh, I think he came down when we played UCLA, uh, and he was in. I mean, once he once I once got once he got over the initial two months, he was fine. <laughs> And but, once, but once I signed that paper, he was cool with it. He too. didn't talk to you for two months, though. He didn't. I, he didn't talk to me for a month, uh-huh. for sure. Two months was sparingly. <laughs> so I'm sure my grandma tightened him up. I mean, it's your alma mater. You want your kids to go there. I mean, I and get I that. wanted to go there, but uh, it, at the end of the day, it didn't. Um, you know, it just didn't work out. They they recruit. They, was, they offered I mean, me, but it wasn't. I did, Nebraska really recruited me. Yeah, yeah that, and Miami probably thought I was a layup, and that by yeah. that time I started to kind of. 
do yeah, a little bit guys want to be recruited, right? I mean, they they want to know that you, you really want them. Uh, and when you see that, I mean, it's you know famous from Tom Osborne. He recruited uh, obviously Mickey Joseph, and you hear that story where they had to set up a fence because they couldn't be near Mickey, and they had to hand the letter of intent through the fence. And now Mickey's back here. It's uh, but I, hearing from Jack Pierce, and I don't, I don't think Jack was still there when when he you was there. around. He was around, but yeah. uh, Jack Pierce said, "I would always find the decision maker." Who's making the decision? Sometimes it's the mom, sometimes no, it's the girlfriend, sometimes it's dad, sometimes it's uncle. You know, and you find that guy. And Osborne was a big recruit the mom guy. Yeah, uh, um, and but he knew everything about my dad, where we were from. Obviously, it wasn't that hard because my uh, dad was a you know great uh, football well, player. Chuck but, Foreman, if you he, don't know who he is, but he but he knew, he knew that he had some 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 barriers that he had to get through. Yeah, and he had to. One of the biggest things is. Um, because of the experience with that, at that time with the University of Wisconsin, he knew not to lie to my dad. Because yeah. if he, if if my dad felt that you weren't being upfront, oh. it was no go. No, oh. at all. Well, and, and he was always going against salesmen. He was going against guys like Barry Switzer, who were you know charismatic. He knew that he wasn't charismatic. Right. Uh, so he relied on, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. That's what I do. I mean, I'm going to tell you straight up. This we're recruiting you as a linebacker, not a running back, or whatever. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know all the details were laid out. And of course, he did do his homework. He was a he was a guy that in recruiting was a very good closer. Jack Pierce told me because he came in and was very detailed. Would sell you, but sell mom and sell dad. Uh, yeah, and, he talked to my dad and, for two hours straight. Yeah, it wasn't about me. It wasn't about the bells and whistles. And my he was he obviously you know just talking to my dad, getting to know him, um, kind of getting to know what I wanted, what my dad was looking for me, um, and then you know the rest is history. But you know, like you know, my our, my dad's only time that he stepped into recruiting was he's not taking a visit unless you're offering him a scholarship because I had plenty of places to go that yeah. offered. Wisconsin lied to my dad, and he went smooth off on on Barry Alvarez. What what they say? What well, they that say was that the was deal. Like we're we'll offer him. You know, my dad. My dad was like, he's not getting on a plane huh. or coming on a. Vi- if, he's not going to use one of your five visits mm-hmm. unless he's got like, an offer. Not, yeah. yeah, and yeah. he said, yeah, and then got there, and they were like, we ain't going to offer you yet. I left on Saturday, so I cut my visit. I, my dad was like, always keep a dollar a quarter. Yeah. By the time it was quarters, and you could call <laughs> home. So I called home. My dad flew me home, and they called Monday, and my dad literally. Went off, and I guarantee yeah. you, Barry Alvarez probably hung up after the first minute or two. <laughs> but my dad just went off on him, and he's a Nebraska dude. He right. should know better than that. Did you take all five visits? I did. What, I what did. were the visits? Nebraska, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Miami, uh, Michigan State, and Michigan State. And I went to Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, one of my best friends that we played AU basketball together, Marcus Harris, was an All American receiver out there. Nice, nice. And Joe Tiller, at that time, he was and, a great coach. Yeah, he was the coach ended up there. at Purdue. Yeah, yeah. And I already kind of knew I was going to Nebraska, and I wanted to do Marcus a solid. That was after Purdue, actually, wasn't it? Uh, was no, it? he went to Wyoming and then Purdue. Then Purdue, okay. And, then, and I just couldn't do Laramie. I mean, it was desolate out there. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, I want to talk some NFL with you, what's going on in the NFL. We did that whole thing, uh, they, they listed the, the teams and whether or not you thought they were Super Bowl worthy or whether they had a chance to make the Super Bowl. Yeah. I want to do a little bit of that. But, yeah, we got to uh, recap that now, man. Yeah, we got to. Yeah. That's right. It changes every single week. And are the Dolphins for real? They've got. Uh, they've won seven in a row after starting one and seven. 
Do you believe they have a chance, Jake's team, Jake Sorensen's team, has a chance to make the playoffs? We'll talk a little NFL. We'll do it coming up next on Old School. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.